All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to welcome in Tim Lacombe, former BYU and Utah basketball staff member. Tim, good morning. Morning. How are you guys? Good. Tim, I thought of you during game one of the NBA Finals. Yeah, I imagine you did. (laughs) As someone who thought the Lakers had some flaws, and that didn't mean you're wrong, but it doesn't look like the Heat are capable of exposing any of those flaws. The Heat is off. (laughs) <laughs> I guess would be, we change the song. Um, yeah, you know, but I also kind of thought that it is a, you know, that's a pretty, those are pretty bright lights for a bunch of those guys and maybe they'll settle in some, but um, it was probably more, you know, I watched so much of them and I, the Lakers probably just really are that good to be able to, you know, hey, we're going to really play tonight, and so hats off to them. I think they, I think the thing that just overwhelms um, Miami in this particular matchup is just the physicality and size. You know, um, it was one thing when Duncan Robinson and Hero are out there and they're they're trying to check, you know, um, some of those guys on the Celtics, but it's really a physical mismatch across the board and uh, the Lakers are, I mean, they, they just seem to be really, really focused at this point on finishing in it. And it won't be the, the last time I've been wrong. Um, but it was just kind of a weird feeling I had watching one of those games. And it just shows you the levels that these guys can play at and they can call to. Um, it reminds me of playing golf with PK, you know, he gets himself in a tough spot and, and I'll be darned if that he's not out of the bunker and a foot from the flag. So, Tim, I was picking up dog poop last night, and I thought of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I can't. Re- I can't expound on that one. I, that's just personal. That's a personal jab. Well, that was. I mean, you were talking me up in something. I, I'm lucky if I get out of the trap in two. So. Uh, no, I pick... you, you did beat me the day we played, so that's why we, I've never invited you back. <laughs> you didn't listen to the course rule. <laughs> My bad. I'll let you beat me by one if I could just get back out on that course one more time. We're getting uh, out again. I, You know, I picked the Clippers to win it all, and that just flamed, and then Doc Rivers got shown the door and all that stuff, and so we'll see yep. what happens there with their coaching. But now that I'm watching the Lakers, if I sat, I've had a better uh, body of evidence to watch the Lakers, yeah, I was dead wrong, and I don't think anybody in the league can beat them or would have beaten them, so it's not about a particular matchup. It's no matter what matchup they would have gotten even if they would have played the Clippers in the conference final instead of the Nuggets, they would have won, and they're going to win the title. Yeah, yeah, they are. They, uh, it's funny because, I, I mean, this you have to fast forward almost a year ago, I guess. It's about right now. I can't remember where I was, but I was driving around town on a couple work things, and I had you guys on, and you were doing an NBA preview show. Um, with Jake, and I think DJ, you were there, PK, and Hans was there. And everybody, they went around and had everybody kind of predict what they think would happen in the season. Nobody predicted COVID, so we don't have any Nostradamus. But 
I was kind of chuckling because Han said that the Lakers were going to win it all. And that was, I mean, you have to take that into context. You remember what a wreck the Lakers were right a year before and really had gone out and, and got AD and then a patchwork, you know, patchworked all these other kind of former veterans, you know, long-term veterans together, um, added a couple of young pieces here and there, but it just did not seem like it was enough this year to compete with, you know, what at the time the Clippers seemed like they were built to, to dominate. And I remember driving around laughing, thinking, Hans is such a football guy. Why do they have him doing the show? And I'll be darned if he wasn't exactly right. You know, that's just, just funny how things work. So as you uh, as you look at the Lakers going forward, and a lot of people probably feared it because that's why people are so mad that Anthony Davis got out of New Orleans the way he did. Because it at least put them in the discussion, whether they actually pulled it off or not. And injuries can always ruin you. And injuries ruined the Lakers the previous year, you know, with... Uh, with LeBron going down. But do you think they're built for the long run or because LeBron's older, is this a one-off, assuming they, they get these next three wins? No, I, I think they've certainly got a little window. Um, I mean, LeBron's playing nothing like his age. I think that's the thing that's just probably the most uh, biggest takeaway from all this is just the level that he's playing at at the age he's at. I remember... I mean, I was in Boston at the end of Bird's career, and I remember Bird would play, and he'd have nights where he could still really go. And then you guys remember, I mean, nights where he'd play a little and have to go lay down by the bench because his back was so bad. And we're talking about this dude's in, in the twilight of his career, and he just doesn't seem to be missing much. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get caught up in the debate of the greatest of all time because I do think you are a little bit um, jaded by your own experience growing up as a kid. I think things look bigger, brighter, better. Um, But there's no doubt that this guy is just uh, certainly the best player on the planet and, and doesn't show a whole lot of signs of slowing down. So I would say, you know, from a, from a prognostication point, I think they'll, probably only attract better uh, pieces to come play with them. And, um, you know, as, as long as they can kind of keep that nucleus together of AD and he, uh, they're, they're certainly going to win a couple of more, I would say. How much better do you think that Donovan Mitchell can get now? Because, man, he just really came on like crazy when it got to the postseason, and we saw the best of him, and it got us all excited thinking that, and I just turned 24 uh, today's October, so he turned 24 last month. But to think that he can even take another jump beyond the jump that he took in the postseason this year really should get you super excited. Yeah, for sure. He he was, I mean, he, honestly, you go back to the start of the bubble, and Donovan was one of the, you know, obviously you talk, you know, Murray from Denver jumped off the page at you, and, and that was one of the big stories, and, and but Donovan wasn't far behind. I mean, the Knights, you know, game after game, kind of the consistency that he played at that level. Um, I would think that there's always room to improve. I think um, just like he improved, you know, his ability um, to get to the free throw line or his ability to shoot a better percentage from deep, 
I would think the next step for him is really working on um, kind of being a uh, a guy who, similar to like LeBron, sets his guys up. Um, you know, is able to go out there and maybe in a seven, eight, ten minute stretch. You know, there's nights where LeBron only take a couple shots in there, and he's really trying to distribute the ball. That's one thing Donovan has a great um, head start already because he's such a great ball handler and. He's so comfortable on the ball um, to just be able to have a mindset. I'm going to get my guys going. I think that's always something that uh, you can get better at. And then I think the real challenge for him is to lock in defensively and and be committed to being a really, really good defender. I think he's got all the tools, um, but like, like most players, you know, they, they give more credence to the offensive end. I'm not saying Donovan's a bad defender by any means, but, He's got the ability to. Um, I don't know that you, you want him to be your lockdown offender because he's uh, he's you, you need him so much offensively, but defensively, I think if he could step his game up, which I think he can, I think he's got the tools. Um, that'd be one area, you know, where he could really help the Jazz take the next step. So the team that's been on the back burner through all of this, I mean, it's it's COVID and it's injuries, the Warriors. Are they coming back? How much, how much hope do you have for them? They're, they're no longer young, but they're still wildly talented, and they ought to be refreshed, worn down by you know multiple trips to the NBA Finals. They've added so many games. But now they've had a year, depending on which player, a year and a half to uh, kind of recharge the batteries. What do you expect out of them? It is interesting because they, you know, for so many years, just dominated everything you talked about in the NBA. And then it's almost like they – you know, we're sent off to a or relegated to another league because um, nobody's seen them or heard from them. It's what seems like forever. Um, I love Steph Curry. I think he is uh, a phenomenal player. The age thing is something that you've got to take into consideration. Um, you know, is Thompson, you know, how is he healing and how's that all going to work? Because I think he's phenomenal too. I think it's not just you know the fact that their team got broke up, but it's the injuries that really kind of decimated what they had left. So it'll be a it'll be they'll have a head start like you said because they'll be fresh, um, they'll have experience, and they'll have a bunch of talented guys. Um, it'll really be the how do they fill their roster, how do they fill their pieces, and how quickly can they get back into what you know looks to be a pretty solid. Western Conference, um, I mean, Western Conference is solid all the time, but you start looking down the list of Clippers, Lakers, you know, Denver, what Denver's done, the Jazz, I mean, Memphis is a team that's that's up and coming. Um, I love their young talent. So it's like, where do they fit in? Um, I would bet that they'll, they'll probably come out pretty hot because they're fresh and because they're, they have some experience, but it will be – can they stay healthy, and how do they fill the roster? Tim, as always, we appreciate the time. Great to be with you guys. Thanks for coming on, and we will uh, we'll talk to you again maybe as we get closer to the uh, draft here. Hey, PK, I, I surprised DJ. I, I live across, not far from Riverside, and you guys did your show over there. Yeah. Uh, and I snuck up on him. And he wasn't used to the woolly mammoth that I am now. <laughs> I was not. I'm not I mean, the only one. Up, 
I'm not the he only kinda, one, though. That's true. <laughs> he kind of looked up, and then he kind of looked down, and then he, he looked back up, and he's like, whoa. He kind of gave me the ZZ Top beard thing. Yeah. So, and the hair's I all... I have arrived. The hair's... I, I think he, he, he thought I was Happy Gilmore's uh, caddy. You know, nice. I was going to take the quarter off the green. The hair is slicked back. The dark shades were on. There's a little bit of uh, you could have been uh, you could have been one of the cast of the uh, of uh, the Hangover. Yeah, that's kind of what what's it's kind of fun. I Zalf, got Zalfinakis then going there. Inco- incognito. Him and Bronco, they just needed to be freed of the honor code, and away they went. <laughs> yeah, how about his hair, dude? I love that. <laughs> Got the little bun on top. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank Thanks. You. Thanks, Tim. Carry on. Yeah. Tim Lacombe, former BYU basketball coach, former Ute basketball staff member. Join us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.